The Music in Us is a multi-generational podcast where we discuss the art of music and lyrics. Each episode, one of your hosts brings a song to the group and often the lyrics lead us on a deep emotional dive into cathartic territory. So join Jay, the grumpy Gen X heathen, Chip, the mild-mannered sarcastic boomer, Scott, the pastor with a heart of rock and roll, AJ, the millennial nihilist, and CJ, the iGen female voice, as we take you on a journey of musical and self-discovery. Hey there, welcome back to the Music in Us podcast. Hi! This is season two, episode nine, and it is titled Stonewall Strong. Woohoo! We are trying a different format, and if you've heard our last episode, you'll know that we are selecting a playlist, aka a uh, theme for the episode, and backing that theme up theme up with four different selections of songs. So today, uh, with Stonewall Strong, I will be talking about Wrong Bitch by Todrick Hall. Also, yes. Promised Land by Mika, Pride by Heather Small, and, of course, you can't have a big gay playlist without some share. So we're going <laughs> to be talking share. about You Haven't Seen the Last of Me from the Burlesque soundtrack. Yes! I love Burlesque. Are we going to be playing these songs? Please tell me we're going to do <laughs> No. Oh, we, don't, we can't afford that. I know. <laughs> uh, but we sure will talk the crap out of them. Something I want to do before I get into the songs is we're we're gonna we're gonna have a little history lesson. Mm. Mainly because uh, I titled this Stonewall Strong because Stonewall is such an iconic piece of the gay rights movement, but there's off there's an awful lot of misinformation and misunderstandings about it. I'm not gonna do a deep dive, I'm just gonna um, just kind of summary. It. Yeah, summary. Uh, what was interesting is Kevin and I were able to go to New York City a few years ago for a Billy Did Honeymoon. Oh, how cool. Yeah, and it was really interesting to actually see Stonewall. And... Does the audience know who Kevin is? Oh, Kevin is my other half, my husband, my life partner. Where'd go, Chip? Ew. <laughs> my life partner. Never call him your life partner ever again. <laughs> You're allowed to say husband. It's 2020. I said that too. I'm just covering all the pieces. Uh, my bitch, so, my so homie. You, so you went to the bar? Boom. Your main slice? <laughs> yeah, we actually, uh, yeah, we actually went to Stonewall and, and had a drink. Was It's now a national park, right? A national monument or something? Yeah, something like that. Um, we also, they had a little upstairs room where they're doing karaoke, so we went up there and hung out for a little bit. Please tell me there's video of Kevin doing karaoke. No, we didn't do karaoke. Oh, that's disappointing. That's a missed a, opportunity. <laughs> no, they were, it was like a... They weren't, it was like, wasn't an open call. Anyway, uh, it's a tiny little bar, tiny little hole in the wall. Um, and the thing is that it wasn't, Stonewall, it was named after, after the bar, but, um, that's just kind of where it broke out. Stonewall was actually a private club at the time. Uh, the Stonewall riots happened in 69. June of 69. And a lot of people think that Stonewall happened because a bunch of queens were sad about Judy Garland dying. And it's true. I've never heard that. Yeah, I've never heard that either. Uh, I was always heard it was in response to police uh, brutality. That, that is 
Yes, that is more true. Uh, it did coincide with her funeral. Did um, it? Mm-hmm. Wow, I did not know yeah. that. Um, and I'm sure that there were quite a few mourners at Stonewall having a drink in her honor or something. But She was such a tragic character. She really was. Anyway, I think there's there's a lot of misconceptions that um, a bunch of queens just got fed up and, and started fighting back in honor of Judy. That wasn't really it at all. The Stonewall riots did um, occur on the same day as her funeral. It did happen because police raided the place, and it was it wasn't even that uncommon a thing. These places were raided all the time gay bars and, and things of, of that nature were just raided all the time. What do you mean by raided? R-A-I-D. Yeah, they came in and shut them down. For no, just shut it down. They It would be closed for a while. They'd have to do some bullshit things to reopen, whatever. Make it difficult for them to have fun. Yeah. Or uh, just congregate. Make, yeah, making it difficult yeah, for, for homosexuals to have a place to gather. Mm-hmm. That was the whole point. So, okay. um, and it is true that it was, it was the wrong day. They picked the wrong bitch at the wrong time, <laughs> and uh, enough was enough. From what I understand, they it started with them just saying, "No, I'm having my drink," <laughs> and it started out as kind of a just a resistance to being persecuted. Um, but then, of course, it escalated because the police were there to raid them. So it was going to be raided. So what was that movie, Benedict Cumberbatch, oh, right. The Imitation Game? The Imitation. Right. Yeah. So My, in, um, homosexuality in Britain. was in Great Britain. In Great yeah. Britain. So yeah. homosexuality was illegal in Great Britain. Yeah, that was what, the, the 20s or 30s? Cause that the was, 50s, I think. That, that was... Maybe late 40s, No, that was for... Uh, well, that was for uh, World War Two. World War Two. So yes. that would be. But it was afterward when he 30s, got arrested. Late thirties, mm-hmm. early forties, before America got involved. Okay. Can you imagine it being illegal? I just I don't understand that. Yes. I've never understood. Yeah, I don't. And then have you seen the movie uh, V for Vendetta? I've heard no, it's really not. good. Yeah, so that in that case, it was also... You haven't seen... You had an oppressive the, state no, government... No, I've heard about it, though. ...that was, you know, like Nazis kicking down the doors and dragging lesbians off in the night. Yeah, exactly. Wow. That's, yeah. that's what... That's it's how good, it goes. scary stuff. It's all a metaphor for the uh, Bush The gays are going to get though. you with their niceness. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you've ever had a conversation with a gay person, you, a lot of the time, you won't even know they're gay. You... If you're, uh-huh. if you're interested in... In how deep the persecution was, especially like in the fifties or so, oh, yeah, do a do a YouTube search on homosexual propaganda. Mm-hmm. They actually made you know like training videos for sure. the army or training videos like for a Reef job. Or madness. <laughs> exactly. That was that's what that was. That mm-hmm. was propaganda put out by the government, paid for and produced by the government to mm-hmm. indicate that homosexuals were they were predators and they were out to get your children. <laughs> It was literally. It's, I love that we're all laughing about it now, but that, that reminds me of, like, of the the story of uh, Louis Louis by the Kingston Trio. So the uh-huh. song Louis Louis, the FBI because you can't understand the lyrics, the oh, FBI right. studied that song for two years, put resources, government paid taxes, tax resources for two years to study that song to see if it was subversive to American way of life. 
Wow. I'm sorry. They eventually is... decided it was not a problem. <laughs> I'm glad we spent all that money on that instead but of Donald like... Trump is fine though. Right. <laughs> Turns out Louie Louie might be a problem, but so, <laughs> We're all so that that's a just a, a little bit of, of history about Stonewall and where the, the title of the episode came So from. why is the place called Stonewall anyway? I'm just curious. Because I when I hear Stonewall, I think of the Confederate Army and Stonewall Jackson and all that. I don't really know. We'd, we'd have to Google that. Okay. Um, it was named after the bar that was there, the club or whatever. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah but uh, he's asking why the club was actually called Stonewall. And I mean, we're in this era where we're tearing down Confederate statues. I'm just curious if, if there's any connection to the name Not Stonewall sure. and Stonewall Jackson. Maybe Stonewall Jackson was a gay. Um, it being in New York, I don't, I don't see why it would have anything to do yeah. with Stonewall Jackson because yeah. he operated. He was never in New York. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but that, that's why I, I borrowed the name Stonewall for the no, name of the episode because it's my my playlist is about you know having enough and yeah, what, but- what what it's like to be oppressed to the point that you just your backs against your your backs against the wall, and you don't really have any choice but to come out swinging. I understand that it's in the middle of July, twenty twenty, and we are thick still in the Black Lives Matter movement, and yeah, as we should be. So, I want to make it clear: I'm not trying to detract from that, but for the same reason that when we were still fighting for marriage equality in the homosexual community, I could really have cared less about a bunch of gay people talking on social media about how equal rights. Because that's just deaf ears. You're just, you're preaching to the choir. It wasn't until straight allies started speaking up that things started going somewhere. Yep. So my voice is with you. Hell yeah. Yeah. And it's an example that um, no great strides were made until after a riot happened. Exactly. Um, and I think, I think I, I had responded to Chip in a prior episode about riots being you know, what causes change. And that's what kind of started me thinking about this. So I just kind of wanted to circle back with my theme about it and say, yeah. I'm glad you chose to do like a, a gay rights thing. I'm really happy you did. I mm-hmm. think a lot of people think that like now that uh, you can be married in America, that then like the over. fight's over right. and everything's it's good really, and really gays have all of the <laughs> rights that they should have and that's not what's happening in we're our country. We're good for now. We're, we're good okay. for now. We're not mad. Yeah. We're, we're not done swinging, but right. like we're taking a break. We're taking a water well, break. Well, I think as far as regulatory things, we're done. We, we got what we needed. Well, but you know. But I mean, socially, I mean, socially, when you're talking about interactions with people, no, it's not over at all. Mm-hmm. At all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but well, also let's talk about adoption. Right. That is. I I got really lucky that that we got a social worker that her she would just want to make sure that Rowan was going to a a good place where she'd be taken care of, and the fact that she was being placed with you know two same sex partners husbands was not a factor. Um, I'm really glad that that wasn't a factor. It shouldn't have to it be. It could have easily been if so we just got done? somebody. Is it done? Almost. Oh, right. Yeah, it's almost Good. thoroughly done. Have awesome. you heard about... Um, For those of you who are listening and you don't know, Rowan is Jay and Kevin's adopted daughter. The baby. And my granddaughter and yes. AJ's niece. 
We're all this connected. This is a very incestuous podcast. That's right. <laughs> We're on here. We're all related. That is a really good point, though, because <laughs> if <laughs> if we had tried this in 1969, it wouldn't have gone. No. Same sex. I mean, partners. Uh, a gay person couldn't adopt a baby individually or as a married couple. It just wasn't going to happen. It wasn't until the early 80s that I even was aware of gay rights as a political move. Mm-hmm. It was silenced. That was, it, that it was as a result of AIDS. It was silenced a lot. And I think gays have always been around. That is not a new thing. Uh, so I, I think maybe I've set the scene for where I'm, I'm coming from. Um, and so the, the first the first song is that I want to talk about is Wrong Bitch by Todrick Hall featuring yes. Bob the Drag Queen. I listened to this for the first time this morning. <laughs> yeah, and we pretty much had it on repeat all day. Oh, God, it's, it's a awesome. thumper. You know, it gets your toes happening. It's a lot of fun. But something else I want to say before I go into this is it's campy. It's drag queens. I understand. Um, and maybe... I, I'm going to have to come up with a couple couple different analogies here because you probably don't agree with this one either but Buffy the Vampire Slayer was so popular um back in its day late 90s early 2000s because I you loved that show I did yes. and I still do I still do yeah. um he made us watch it growing up the, yeah. there's no past tense it's part of my, my childhood Buffy. Um, my first year I had to cut out and di- you know diehard fans tell you that they loved it so much because it was especially at the time one of the truest depictions of high school life and you th- you hear that and you think uh, why? Because vampires are running rampant around high school? No, of course not. That's stupid. But entertainment speaks to us because it gives us an exaggerated version of what we're actually going through. Of what our reality is. And it's easier to understand an exaggerated version of something because you're already coming at it from an outside perspective. And so you're coming at the topic from a removed... It's not personal to you anymore. When you're seeing... Star Wars is another great example. Star Wars um, is highly relatable because we see it as, you know, class warfare. And, you know, we understand it from... As it overlays our own experience, right? Class warfare and, you know, the... the, um, the Jedi are the good guys, and they're fighting the... Um, the Empire? The Empire, yes. Um, the Empire's the big bad government, and the Jedi <laughs> are the people, and we get that. Even though we're talking about alien races and lightsabers, it's still... There's a piece of realness there. Yeah, it, it still speaks to us on, on a level, and it's easier to, to, under, to see that when you're looking at entertainment, right? It's exaggerated. It's bigger than life. It's, but it still also teaches about teaches us about life because of how we approach the material. So is that what this song is? Is it to me? Yes. Okay. I I think actually I'm I'm a really bad gay. I really <laughs> am. You really are. I, you I, don't have like I the don't flashy. Really, I don't really understand a lot of it. I think I'm starting to now. Um, like drag queens, I I never really understood, but. I think I'm starting to understand because drag is just an, an exaggerated is exaggerated way of saying this is who I am, this is how I feel on the inside. Um, you've, it's expression. As a homosexual, growing up as a gay person, you are on the outside. 
and you're not allowed to talk about it. Yep. You just you're expected to be something way other than what you're what you know to be true about yourself. Um, and you can't talk about it because you're going to be ostracized. You're going to be told, no, you don't feel that way. Um, no, that's not right. You so it's can't not even a conversation. That. No, and you know it's not. Um, you know, we're all, we all enjoy a level of, um, we're all white. Oh, okay? right. Everything's <laughs> three, all white. Three of, three of you are blonde, blue-haired people. I've got brown hair, but at least two of you are blonde-haired, blue-eyed men. Okay? One of you is a blonde-haired, blue-eyed, middle-aged, straight man. Okay? So... You suck. (laughs) But being white, we all have enjoyed a level of privilege that we don't even understand. We can't even fathom what the, the kind of privilege that we've enjoyed through life. Um... The best way I've heard that said was, would you ever, like, with the Black Lives Matter movement, like, would you ever want to be, would you ever want to switch places with a gay person or with a black person? Would you ever want to switch lives with that person? If no, there's a reason, and that's a privilege. So, you know, by definition, it's it's difficult to, to talk about not being privileged um, for us, because... Um, we all have a, have enjoyed some level of privilege because of how we were born. Tragic- and the fact that we are privileged is why we're blind, right? To it. Sure, exactly. Or, or tonal right. deaf. Or Someone explained it to me. What was it you said the other day? Tone deaf. Tone deaf. Yeah, right. Yeah. Someone, Someone so. explained to me as saying it's 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 not necessarily white privilege, but it's white normalcy. Yeah. Words, yeah. It seems like normal for us. I yeah. mean, right. You know, for a long time I was like, I don't feel privileged. I've I've had to work for everything I've gotten, but the problem is... You don't realize it's We benefit from a system. We're not motivated to see the system so change. Many, so yeah. far, right. less opportunities oh, yeah. and, and resources, and, and their lives have been... Yeah, I mean, it's just... just come, overcome so many things. I mean, how... And there's no way of... There's no way for us to know, but how many times have, have we gotten a job just because we were white? There's no way to ever know that, but... If you can't sit that sit back and think about it, then there's probably a disconnect. Yeah, I'm sure that there have been times that I got the job because I was a white male. Wasn't told that, but you know, and the, a company the, would never say that. No, and nowadays they, it's exactly you know, illegal. That's such right. a big thing to say. But I but I have to acknowledge the fact that they may, that may have happened mm-hmm. in the past. You Not know. saying that people who are white don't struggle, like you were saying, like you've worked for everything you have. Everyone struggles. Everyone sure, struggles. Exactly. Everyone struggles. But have you struggled because of something like that you race? had no control over? Like race. Have you ever right. struggled because of something that you could not change?